This is Deepa from DeepaBarrow.com, and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. All right, so we're back with another episode of Deep Beauty, and I have Seema Gill here with me. Now, Seema Gill is such a brave soul. She's gone through such a long, arduous journey with everything. She started off with breast cancer back in, I think it was 2012? 2012, yeah. 2012 was when that started. She's been through so many obstacles in life, but yet she just remains positive and such a light in our community and was so open and so brave to share her journey publicly with everyone in a blog. So I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today, Seema. Now, what was going through your head when you decided to put yourself out there and put your journey with breast cancer out into a blog? So, well, I'll be honest. So it started off with a blog for my family and cousins. I have a big family and I have a lot of cousins. And what I didn't realize is when one of my cousins actually shared that blog on Facebook, it went viral. And then that was the moment I, as people started reaching out to me, that I realized this journey actually needs to be shared. Not just mine, but anyone who's going through something because it's all about awareness as well, right? right? I had people reaching out to me, like kids reaching out to me saying their parents went through this or their mother went through this and how much they appreciate, like the parents appreciated that I was talking about it. I had uh, a girl reach out to me that her brother was going through cancer, but because he was special needs, he couldn't communicate what he was going through. So through through understanding what I was going through, she understood now what her brother was going through. And so now she was able to support him on a different level. So were you at that moment when it kind of went viral? Were you did, did you get scared at all or were you just because like obviously like we were talking that in our community we don't tend to share our struggles publicly. It's very much about this perception of perfection everywhere you look. You know, nobody wants to talk about what they're going through. Were you ready to then take it and own it and just, you know, put yourself out there or were you a little nervous or a little hesitant when it further from your family and friends and it went viral? So the way, like in the form it went viral, it's really behind the scenes, right? It's different if you're, you know, in a crowd and now you actually see all those people who want to talk to you and yeah. all that. It's not like that. It's people messaging you and it's a one-off, right? And then you'll respond to them and there'll be more messages coming on. So it was never right in my face for me to feel that nerve or feel that anxiety. Right. It was more the wow, I can actually help someone while I'm going through this. So if there's something that I can do out of this, as long as I'm helping someone. That's such a great reason to just like sort of ignore anything else. And just the fact that you could possibly help someone is so, so rewarding. Yeah. And I mean, like I mentioned before, you know, the journey is always about obviously awareness, right? That's where it started. And then I got to, to help people and that, that filled me, like that filled my heart a lot because now it wasn't just about me. Right. Right. And what I realized, you know, whatever journey you go through is never just about you. Right. Right. Yeah. It was bigger than that. It was about my husband. Um, it was about my daughter. It was about the people who were reaching out to me who needed to hear certain things. Right. Right. Or needed to hear what I was going through or, you know, maybe help them along the way. But it was in the end, and we talked about this earlier, but it was also going through the journey and how I was going to go through it so my daughter would see it. Right. And so she would learn from it. Because, you know, we all have, uh, you know, growing up have had things go, you know, happen with our, our family and when whatnot. And it's how we learn from our parents and, and how we maintain that 
composure to get through things, right? So it was. It became about teaching my child Your, yeah. about how I wanted her to be able to face an obstacle. And give her a great example. Yeah. So is that like, how did you stay positive through everything? Because you not only, you had breast cancer, which you've been five years treatment free now, right? So this is actually, this month is uh, five years. That's amazing. Yeah. That You must be so, so happy. I'm happy, you know, and... But to be honest, though, is with the journey, you, you of course, you remember, and along the journey comes fears, but all of a sudden, it's five years, and you're like, oh, it's five years, yeah. but you get to a point where you're not, you're not living in fear 100% of the time. Sure, fear sometimes creeps up, um, but you learn to manage that, and that's key, actually, is learning to manage that fear, but when five years came up, because it wasn't like every month I was thinking, okay, another month closer to five years, it was, wow, five years came out. And, you know, sure, the, the yearly checkups remind you it's another year has gone. Yeah. But when all of a sudden five years go by, it's it's like, wow, I went through it. I remember it. I remember it was shitty. But, you know, you move on. Yeah. And that's the whole point. You move on. I remember my sister-in-law, who's actually a doctor at Credit Valley, she said to me, Seema, you're gonna, there's going to be a day where you're going to go through chemo and it's going to suck and it's going to be painful and you're going to suffer. But then there is going to be a day where you're going to look back and you're going to remember, but you're hardly going to remember. And that's that day. Five years, I feel like I remember it. Yeah. But I don't remember that exact, I mean, you'll always remember the feelings, but it just, you, it becomes, it slowly becomes a distant memory and that's what you want, right? Yeah, no, totally. I, I, I can completely understand with you. I was just, I was just remembering a time when I was going through my alopecia and I had this complete breakdown in the kitchen and and alopecia is such a, it's such a weird thing because it's like you, on one part, it's, it's so linked to vanity because it's your hair, it's your looks. But then on the other part, it's also something that your body is going through that you have no clue about. And I remember the unknown unknown. is very scary. And I remember breaking down in the kitchen. I remember that feeling, but then now being so far removed from it, it's like, Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot what it was like when you were actually going through it. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, how did you stay positive through everything? Because it was, it was the cancer is also the struggle to have your second child is also the seizures that your child is now going through. How do you stay positive through everything? Because I see your Facebook posts and I think this girl is one of the strongest people I've ever met in my whole entire life. Just from your posts alone, I can see that. I think a lot of it is, well, first of all, God bless my husband. I, I, as a team, we, we really help each other through a lot, but as my personal struggles of fear, um, and anxiety, fear being, you know, you'll, like I said, you'll always have some kind of fear creep up. Um, you know, you get an ache and you're like, Oh, is that something? Um, and that's something that you quickly manage. Right. Um, and now with my daughter who gets febrile seizures, uh, so just as a quick, uh, background for everyone, my daughter started getting febrile seizures uh, one week after her MMR. So she's two and a half, almost three now, and she started getting those from when she was one years old. Wow. And so we've been managing febrile seizures uh, ever since. And hers are complex, so she gets them what, every time she's sick. What What's an MMR? Or the 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 mumps. Uh, it's a vaccine. Oh, the mumps, the okay. rubella, the, the, that that which is a uh, three live bacteria that are going right into your body, right? Um, and so she reacted to that. And so from then we've been and, and hers, like I said, are, are complex. So they're not like once in a blue moon. It's every time she gets sick. Uh, and you know what? We have probably have a virus when we don't even know it half the time, 
but her body knows it. She's so sensitive to it. And my anxiety, you know, very honestly has grown since that because uh, more recently, uh, and, and it's about three weeks now, uh, her typical seizures are, you know, two minutes, one minutes and under in a grand mal, which her whole body shakes. Then she stops, she sleeps it off, and then she's fine. Uh, she had a 40-minute seizure uh, three weeks ago. We were rushed to St. Joe's, and from there we were rushed to SickKids. Wow. And when I was in the ambulance, and one of the paramedics said, in five minutes, if the seizure doesn't stop, we need to do CPR. My husband was on a work trip. He wasn't home. I completely broke down in the ambulance, my body shaking. I did not know what to do. And that was just something that I had to go through. But from that experience, I did. I got a lot of anxiety because every time she has a seizure, I feel like I'm walking behind her and, and making, like, if she has a seizure, I grab her and I think, okay, is this going to be another 40-minute one, right? So now that's something that I've had to manage because that's not healthy. The, the more unhealthy I get about that with anxiety and fear, the more she'll feel it and the more right. she may go through it, yeah, right? Yeah, so you have to manage it for her. So... First, I have to manage myself. Yeah. There's a reason when you get on an airplane, you put the mask on yes. your, on yourself before you put it on anyone That's else. True. And this is the same situation. I have to put the mask on myself right now. And I have to be able to, and I don't want to use the word fix myself, but I have to be able to manage what I'm going through right now before I can start seeing any changes in her, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm doing honestly what I do right now and in literally a week and a half it's made such a difference for me my I'm back to my meditation I'm back to uh I mean I always pray but I'm back to my affirmations meditations and affirmation are so so key they're very big and that's part of where the whole miracle of her came I didn't have a menstrual cycle after my first chemo so that was February 2012 a year and a half goes by, I still don't have a menstrual cycle, and we conceived her, and we actually thought I was getting sick, and when we went to the doctors, they were like, no, you're pregnant. Wow, oh my gosh, what yeah. a pleasant surprise. That, yeah, it was oh to the point when I screamed, nothing came out. That's uh -huh. how like shocked and surprised we were, right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing now. It's back to, I'm grounding myself again, because sometimes you get so busy in life with work and everything else that... You forget, you need to ground yourself and you need to be aware of yourself and what you're feeling and what you're going through. And so that's what I'm doing. My, my, my goal is to manifest this, you know, to manifest the outcome. And my outcome is not going to be for her to continue to have seizure and seizures and wait for me to like wait for our family and for her to grow out of it. Right. My goal is for her is to manifest that she grows out of this sooner. That's amazing. Right? And that yeah. is what's getting me through this. And I think that a lot of people don't understand or don't really get how powerful meditation and affirmations really are. When when you start doing it and your life completely changes, that's like how you start to see. Listen. Like firsthand. Deepa, let me tell you something. This is how much I believe in it. And sometimes, you know, you get busy and you forget and you have to remind yourself, right? When I was in university, I wrote a list down. And I'm sure we write a lot of lists. I have never written a list of who I wanted my husband to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wrote a list down. I did not meet my husband until I was 31. Um, so now this is university. I didn't know him back then. I wrote a list from top what was most important to the bottom. I pulled out this list after marriage. And he was, and you know, there's people that you meet in between who are not this list. Yeah. Right. 
back then, and you know, my first top that was on the list was that I wanted a man to be the spiritual household leader, like the one who prays daily. I didn't, and quite frankly, who in our community do we know that really does do that daily? Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Uh, there are a lot, yeah. but I didn't know any back then. Yeah. Okay? And I didn't know any for years until I met him. And I didn't even put it together until I pulled my list out years later. I'm saying, wow. He actually checked off all those. From top to bottom. Oh my gosh. You know what? He I, was that list. I made a list too. Yeah. yeah. I need to dig out that list and see if Derek lines up. Yeah. You, that's just <laughs> it, right? And you. And the thing is, I, I forgot about that list until I was doing a spring cleaning. And it was what you manifest. And why they say to, when you do affirmations, write them down. Yeah. Speak them out loud. Yeah. Because it's the vibrations that you create within your own body and mind that you're sending out to God, to the universe, and that is what will come back to you. And it's important to also just remind yourself to constantly just do them daily. Like yeah. just I have mine in, on my notepad and my yeah. iPhone. Yeah. Do it morning, do it night. Yeah. You can do it whenever, but like just remind yourself or set a reminder in your phone just yeah. to make sure that you do that. Yeah. It's so, so important. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to link your blog on the blog post for this episode. Yeah. So <clears throat> people can read it because even though it's from like, you, I think your last post was in 2015. It's been a while. It's actually, such a I think great read. It's, I think it's actually down now. Um, no, it's still up. I, I was looking did at Did you it. look yeah, at it? Okay, good. At it. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, then go ahead. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> was your blog shared by somebody famous, wasn't it? Oh, shoot. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Yes. Yes. Jenny McCarthy shared my blog. So what, did you talk to her at all? So like, uh, her cousin is one of my best friends. Oh, no way. And so uh, they had talked about it. Small world. It is a small world. And so uh, she read my blog, and so she obviously was like, read this blog and, and share it. Oh, my gosh. And so I then at that point when she shared it, I had a whole other list of people reaching out saying, one, people who wanted to help me, and two, who wanted to hear about more of what I was going through and, and, and help them what they were going through. Do you think you'll you'll get back to the blog ever, or is that part of your journey over? Uh, no, I actually have something bigger that I'm working on. Uh, just with the things that we talked about before we started uh, today, uh, some of the other obstacles that we've been going through, I'm, I'm actually writing... But uh, I'm not writing on the blog because I'm actually, and it, it may not come out this year or next year, but I'm actually writing a book. That's and so, so good. And so I took a break from the blog just because we had started the businesses and all that. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, people have asked me to continue writing on the blog. Uh, but you'll see my last posts and the things that I have gone through. And I don't know if you read my last few posts about my brother-in-law. Um, no, I So didn't. I started writing that. And so I took a break thinking, you know, how much more of that will I put on there versus just putting it all together? That's really cool. Yeah. So you and your husband started Dala Decor. Right. Now, how did you, given everything you were going through, a lot of people would end up just sort of getting sucked into depression, not being productive. I've had moments where I've had to pull away from, you know, my whole social media life because I just didn't have energy to give. What sort of propelled you forward and what sort of keeps you moving forward that, you know, you can kind of give some advice to people that are listening that are maybe going through something similar or even the same thing? Well, for me, it was twofold. One, uh, first it was the, the example that I wanted to set for my children and what I've been through as a child. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll say it. I'm not, you know, we, we struggled as children too. I grew up on a farm. I worked my 
butt off on the farm. So I know what hard work is, right? And for me just to stop because I have an illness that I know that I'll overcome, I cannot, I couldn't stop everything. And even, you know, with my brother-in-law, like I, you can't stop, or, or my daughter with her seizures, you can't stop for me in the way I think is, sure, I have moments of sadness, yeah, but not enough that it will paralyze me. Sure, sometimes I feel paralyzed because I feel worried for my daughter or whatever, but I get out of it because I remind myself that this is just another experience that we're going through, whether it be something that we're supposed to learn from it or something that is setting us up for something greater, right? It's a good way to look at it. It is, right? Because if you think of, Deepa, from what we talked about before, if you think of every experience that I've been through After every experience, we have had an abundance of growth of some kind, whether it be with our family or our business or something. There's always something that is waiting for us. Before the calm, there's always a storm. And if you look at, okay, I'm going through a storm, what, like be excited about what's going to happen next because it's not going to be another storm. Yeah. It's going to be a calm. Well, life has always got a, it's got a way of balancing itself out. It has to. Yeah. It will, and, and, and. You know, quite frankly, some people have looked at it as, well, Seema, you've been through cancer, your brother-in-law, and I know a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about with my right. brother-in-law, but there's some parts of it to the blog that they'll get enough understanding, and then now my daughter. Yeah. Some people look at it as bam, 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 Yeah. but they're not looking at the in-between, Yeah. right, to see, well, what happened in between, Yeah. right? There's a lot that happened in between, and a lot of amazing things that happened in between. Nia happened in between in between cancer and my brother. Right. Right. And then like, there's all this amazing stuff. Like that's a miracle in itself. Me is a miracle in itself. Every child is a miracle. But the way that happened is like far beyond that. Right. So you choose to focus on the positive. Of course. Cause if you choose to focus on the negative, it'll just, you'll never get out of that. Right. It'll just grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you'll see. And even now when I, when I do my, 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 my affirmations around Nia, I, you fight with your thoughts a lot in a day, right? Because yes. sometimes, sure, everyone has negative and fearful thoughts, right? My fearful thought might be, Nia's at a park right now, what if she has a seizure? But my immediate, I cancel that thought to the universe. I physically cancel that thought to the universe and I replace it with the miracle that she is in our life. Right. And I, I replace it with, but God gave you for her a reason. And you know, her name means purpose. So she's here for a purpose. She's not here just for, just to scare me. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I choose to replace my thoughts and everyone can choose to replace their thoughts and give weight to those positive thoughts over those negatives. Because you can sit and have a bowl of chips and keep thinking of those negative thoughts and dwelling on it. Or you can make a decision, keep eating those chips, but make a decision, (laughs) right? Make a decision on, well, now how am I going to, I literally, if I have a thought that I'm not happy with, I will be like, Seema, I'll talk to myself. As crazy as that sounds, you'll have to talk to yourself and saying, you need to stop thinking that way and put in a positive thought and yes. focus on that thought. Pick any. It and doesn't matter to be if grateful it's, for. yes, yes. Gratitude is huge. Yes. I, I'm so grateful to the world, to God and the universe for whatever I have. And in those moments... I thank God for Nia. I thank God for that, that the miracle that I got through her. I thank God for Thada because she's been our guiding star through everything. These 
all of these things that have been put into place into our life, if we, we can choose to see it as lucky or we can choose to see it as, well, that's a negative experience. And sure, there are negative, are hard experiences, but nothing yeah. is negative. Yeah. It's how we choose to look at it. I love that. Perception is key, yeah. guys. That Thank you so, so you. much for sharing your journey with us and, and giving actual strategies and tips and tools for the people that are listening to implement in their own lives because I feel like it's just so important to try and help each other because yeah. not enough people are doing that. So thank you so much. And guys, thank I'm going to definitely link all of her social media and her blog um, on the blog post for this episode. And if you guys like this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share this with your friends. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Thank you.